Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm Ann Alvarez, parent coach, school counselor, and mom of two. Do you struggle with your relationship with your kids because you carry childhood pain? Do you get triggered by your child's behavior, become irrational, and maybe even yell at your children? Maybe you want to be a better parent, but you don't know how. Instead of repeating old patterns, you want to heal your pain, become more aware of your child's needs, feel connected to your kids, and learn the tools to communicate better so you can truly enjoy your parenting. If you are ready to heal your childhood pain, raise healthy, connected, and happy kids, and end the cycle of parenting with pain, then join me. Our kids deserve it, and we can do this. Let's go. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I am so excited because I have a special guest. Her name is Amy Looper, and she is the founder of Leading Motherhood. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Anne. Thanks for having me on. So um, I know you you uh, help mothers with mm -hmm. a lot of things. And so I just have some questions to ask you. How do we as moms overcome overwhelm and chronic stress and become mm -hmm. more present for our children? Yeah, I mean, the whole journey of parenting and, and being a mother can be so overwhelming, can't it? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, chronic stress is, is, is there because the opportunity of being stressed is always there. And so you know, one of the things that I like to tell my clients, and I work with clients all over the globe, women all over the globe, some, uh, you know, that are actually um, to be parents, you know, parents that are are even planning and trying to figure out, okay, what can we do? And, and, and those that are already well into their parenting journey. And so, you know, what I love to tell people is a drop the expectations when we drop our own expectations of things having to go perfectly, then we just alleviate pressure for ourselves. And we're able to really start to be more present in our lives. And we start, you know, looking at things, just, you know, being in flow of them, right? And so many people that are in overwhelm and chronic stress, that chronic stress cycle really starts with was feeling inadequate and looking for third-party validation. And, and we subconsciously go into these patterns, which are really fueled by fear and anxiety. And so we have to break it. We have to break it by really getting grounded in, um, you know, just really alleviating that pressure and saying, hey, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be perfect. And if something doesn't go as planned, like giving birth or, you know, your kids going through school or whatever, then, you know, you're, you're okay because you can then flow and go with the punches. Yes. Yes. That totally makes sense. Um, because as parents, we always have expectations, right? And so mm -hmm. we got to, if we let go of it, then we can release it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, be more fully present. Um, how do you take care? How do we take care of ourselves and manage our energy level? 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, when we when we shift into parenthood, right? Whether you're a male or a female listening to this podcast, um, you know, you might have noticed a huge shift in your being. Meaning, you may have noticed, oh, before I could get things done, I had like this career that was really awesome, and and go 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 go. And then when you shifted to parenthood, you can still have those things, but now you're giving a lot more to other people. And so, if you are naturally a giver, an innate giver in your personality, um, and and sometimes people that are are very big people pleasers, they may not even notice this about themselves, but. But if you're in that space of always wanting to make other people feel comfortable and not putting yourself first, not putting your oxygen mask on first and priority prioritizing your own needs, you know, giving yourself self-care and even making five minutes of that uh, time can be really difficult for people. I love, you know, I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the word self-care because you know, that so many people talk about it. There's t-shirts made about it. There's signs you can, you know, buy for your house that talk about self-care. But but in reality, you know, it can be really difficult for people, especially high achieving individuals who are high performers because they're used to just go, 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 give, 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 give. And in the hustle culture, we inspire them and, and actually, you know, um, congratulate them for doing that full force. Right. And so we, it, it's a whole societal shift that needs to change. And sometimes a culture shift too. Yeah, for sure. Because let, um, doing is rewarded in society. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we feel this pressure to do things. Right. But as parents, sometimes we have to release that. How yeah. do we deal with burnout? Yeah. Well, so if you, if you're not doing the things we just talked about, then you know, the chronic stress cycle leads to burnout ultimately, right? And and so here's the difference between stress and burnout. You know, stress can be alleviated, right? You can go on vacation, you can go get a massage, you can go to yoga or your, you know, corporate sponsored meditation class. But burnout's way deeper and it's not one event. You know, a lot of people, we like to throw the word burnout around. Now everybody's burned out. Well, okay, maybe. And if they're truly burned out, it means they're really stuck. It means they've been in this very long pattern of chronic stressful events in their lives, personally, professionally, maybe both. And they're at a point where physically, emotionally, spiritually, like the candle is burned at both ends and they just can't barely even get up in the morning, right? Symptoms can be um, lack, a, a tremendous lack of focus. You might see your performance dip up and down for quite a long time. Um, and in burnout, sometimes you really experience deep anxiety and depression, you know, where it's hard to get up in the morning. It's hard to get yourself motivated. Or you look your, yourself in the mirror going, wow, what used to spark me? Like, I'm feeling really empty and lost right now. If that's you and you feel like, you identified as some of those deep feelings, or you feel, you know, in the middle of your middle of your core, you feel rather uneasy. And you're like, I just don't even know the person. And I really want to rediscover that person again. You could be in a process that is opening yourself up to up to a rediscovery, which is great, but you could be at a point of burnout. Right. And that that is not uncommon for parents, right? Especially new parents. Because there's so much to do when you have babies. And if you have more than one, you have two or three under five, 
then burnout, it, you know, can actually really, really happen for you, right? Because you're, you're just running around doing everything for the yeah. children. Yeah, yeah, I can remember, like, to give you guys a story that I think is relatable to anybody that's a new parent. Like, I remember, you know, for first time mom, I was a sales leader, you know, just traveling all over the place, had my baby and, you know, had a C-section. So I had a, quite a bit of recovery and things like that to do. Um, but I, I mean, first time mom, I didn't know, you know, and, and, and both my kids had tongue ties. So breastfeeding was really difficult, but I gave it my all for months. And by the end of that three month maternity leave period, I was fried and I was like, I, I don't even know. And then working through that process realized, oh, my ego has wanted to breastfeed for so long and I've been battling it like up every hour trying to pump. It's not working, hiring the lactation consultants, trying to do it all because innately I felt not good enough yeah. if I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it went deep, right? It was like, I was holding on to this thing about, I got to be able to do everything perfectly. And it ended up in depression, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, even hallucinations. I would, I wouldn't diagnose it as psychosis necessarily, but it was definitely sleep, sleep deprived hallucinations at one point. So if you're not careful and you're really trying to be that perfectionist, it will backfire. And so I just share that story as a warning sign of just pay attention to your body, like what your body is telling you, if it tells you, you need more sleep, you need better energy, you need better nutrition, like, like your body will tell you what you need, but you got to listen to it. Right. I, I love what you said about just like releasing expectations, because I think we feel this pressure. Like, um, I can relate to your story, because I felt the same way. I felt this pressure to breastfeed. And I had trouble breastfeeding the oldest. He he didn't want to breastfeed. He cried every time I brought him to the rest. It was like, I was so defeated. I was like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. Um, and then I tried and tried. I relate to your story. I tried and tried. And then I said, okay, I can't just keep pumping. It's, it's I'm tired. I'm tired of pumping and then feeding to pumping and then feeding. Mm -hmm. So I released it. I released it and I, I did end up giving him some formula and then I felt actually better. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that <laughs> releasing expectations. Oh, I know. I think the day I gave up breastfeeding and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is enough. I had a minor little, just, you know, cry fast with myself. I'm just like, okay, first lesson learned. I don't have to do it all. I can't do it all. And yeah. who am I trying to prove this to? This is ridiculous. And yeah. so, but just like breaking up with that thing that sometimes can get in our way is just so freeing. It is, it is for sure. So like, how do we manage through, like you and I talked, I, I had postpartum depression. So how do we manage through like postpartum depression or if we have any kind of like childhood trauma and maybe actually having the baby brings up those, the trauma or the P mm -hmm. PTSD, mm -hmm. nervous system regulation, like how do we deal with those things? Yeah. I mean, that's all a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the transition into parenthood, it brings up, it brings up all the things, right? The minute you step into being a parent, you're, you're naturally going to subconsciously just go back to your own childhood and compare, well, wait a minute, what did my mom do with this? What, or my dad, what, how did they respond to this? How did they respond to that? You're naturally going to go there. Your brain is for 
help, right? Because your brain's just this big old computer trying to figure things out for you, <laughs> you know? And so when we bring those things um, to, uh, when we think about those things, it can oftentimes tr- be triggering. Um, I hate that word triggering, but but it can be. It can really bring those things up for people. Um, and sometimes it's really deep stuff, you know, or you might, you might wake up one day in the middle of your parenting journey going like, oh, I don't want to recreate this experience I had, you know, or I want to teach my kids emotional intelligence and being emotionally aware and not just shove things under the surface. That's kind of the, the journey I've been on, yeah. um, you know, and so it brings up all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think if you are, so there's a whole, we could do a whole session on postpartum depression and maternal mental health, but if you are experiencing depression or anxiety, you know, in the first year or two, even after giving birth, I mean, technically you're always in postpartum after having a child, right? But usually postpartum depression, if it goes beyond that first month of, uh, you know, after giving birth, that's really baby blues stage. If it goes beyond that, then you might be looking at a diagnosable you know, depression, Yes, you're not alone, but go to your doctor. First of all, you know, um, go to your doctor, get a diagnosed, talk with them about it. There's no, so many women, only six, only 15%, I think of women actually get it, get it checked out 60 or six. What's the, what's the, um, yeah, at least 65% go undiagnosed. So let's just put it that way. The majority of people go undiagnosed because I think they just don't feel like they want to admit it to anyone that something's off. I didn't for a really long time. I, I feel the same way. I feel like um, having a baby is supposed to be so joyful. So mm-hmm. why are you feeling sad? Why mm-hmm. do you feel this way? Right. And I know for me uh, personally, like I, I felt physically and felt different um, yeah. after I had my babies and I, and I had postpartum with both of them. Um and I, I was tired. I was so exhausted. And then not only that, I questioned everything in my life. Like, why am I having a baby? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, everything was a question mark, right? Um, yeah. And just like starting that self-care, like yeah. starting to realize, okay, why are you feeling sad? This is supposed to be happy. Um, mm-hmm. And then doing the self-care, like um, sleeping when they're sleeping. Um, taking moments for myself, uh, remembering what my life was like before motherhood, you know, yeah. what I, what yeah. I enjoyed like that actually helped me a lot to, yeah. to, yeah, to feel better. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there's a lot of things you really need to go to your physician though, and really get levels checked out because like vitamin D deficiency can be huge. Like you can't, like, if you really have postpartum depression, like diagnosable level, Changing your thoughts is not going to break you through it. Sleeping when the baby sleeps actually doesn't actually work. You need to get six and a half hours of sleep interrupt uninterrupted. So that's where like getting sleep coaches, getting your spouse, if you're running solo, getting someone else to help you because that vitamin D deficiency and other deficiencies, hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. have a huge impact on postpartum depression. And, um, I've trained with one of the top paramental mental health experts in the world, Dr. Shoshana Bennett. So if any of you need resources, like she is the one, drshosh.com, 
she is the one to go to and she will tell you, you might have to deal with some, you know, different lighting in, in the kids' rooms, like in your room, like just even shifts in lighting in your house will make a huge difference to your moods. You might have to go on some medication. So there's just a lot there that we could talk yeah. about it for PPD specifically. Um, but, but really, um, nutrition is huge and filling the gap that might be actually happening. It may not be anything mentally with you. And, and normally it, 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 a lot of times it's not, it can just be really a lack of sleep, vitamin deficiency, and so much, so many things like that. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important for, for moms to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that you got to get help, like mm-hmm. you got to get help for yourself so you can feel good, you know, yeah. feel good again. Yeah, I think yes. that's so important. Um, And all of that physical stuff getting that checked out. Do you find that it's like people are much more aware of postpartum depression, and there isn't such a, a stigma about it anymore? Or what, no, what's your experience? I, I, I think there's still a lot of misunderstanding about it. Um, they just released the first um, drug that's uh, out there for postpartum depression. I mean, so the reason why I say that is it's very new still. Um, you know, 1% of men actually can get postpartum depression as well. Um, uh, one in seven women on average. And I think that the medical community, I mean, OBGYNs are only given like a half hour of training on this stuff in school. So they're so focused on getting your baby out safely and surgically and, you know, all those things that they're amazing at, but where we have a huge gap in the medical community is how to treat, how to support. I'm just going to say not even treat because how do we support in postpartum? Right. And that doesn't just mean postpartum depression. That means your whole stage in postpartum. How do we give moms support um, in America, you know, in the workplace? How do we do that in the medical community instead of just handing you an assessment? Because what happens is you have the baby, then they shove an assessment in front of your face like a couple weeks later to see what your mood is. And anybody can answer that assessment to skew it. It's not hard. I did it several times. You know, like, so it can be manipulated. It's not a true read. And so how do we really help women release again? Here's the word release expectations that they have to be perfect and they can't, you know, we get to go to our doctor and say, Hey, you know what? You should be a safe person to talk to or go to your spouse or whoever you feel the most safe with and say, you know what? I'm just, something's off. You know, I have rage, I have anger, I have immense irritability, I have huge ups and downs in my hormonal emotional state, right? I have, some people have psychosis, we actually hallucinate, I did that at my absolute, you know, uh, most intense time of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's caused by many, 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 many different things. And so I just want women to hear, you're not, you're not crazy you're not crazy. These things happen to us and you can have really crazy dreams for many, many years. I had PTSD after my second birth of my daughter. I had a traumatic birthing event with my second daughter. It was a failed epidural with forceps. So pain, very physically painful. Um, and I had many years of that. In fact, I, I still now have to deal with it a little bit. Um, but it's trauma, you know, so 
sometimes you're in situations you can't control it and it's traumatic and you get to get help. Yes. Yes. I think it's so good that we're talking about this and we're letting moms know, well, like you said, you're not crazy mm -hmm. and there is help out there, but there's hope. So, um, so you just gotta be, be able to talk about it, be able to say, I need help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And not feel guilty about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not feel guilty about it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's so amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Amy. What I want actually is, um, I want you to let everyone know how they can find you if they want to work with you and uh, where you where you're at. Where, where are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go to visit my website. I have lots of free resources on there as well about how to eliminate burnout and chronic stress. Also on the resources page of my website, I've got information about um, postpartum depression versus baby blues and that kind of stuff. I've been on, uh, you know, many different, uh, interviews and things about that. So there's lots of content. If you want to do your research and, and things like that, please leverage those resources. Um, and that website is Amy Lee, L E I G H looper, L O O P E R.com. And, um, yeah, I'd be happy to chat with anybody on a breakthrough call so that you can get clarity on, you know, what is your next, what is your next cut? You know, if you're feeling like an obstacle is coming up, um, in any part of your life, career, personal relationships, uh, we really kind of hit them all. That is so great. That is so great. Okay. I just want to do a recap for parents. Um, so parents, moms specifically, uh, we're going to drop our expectations because we're doing the best we can and we don't have to be good at everything and we don't have to do it all right? Most important is to take care of yourself. Most important is to feel good because then you can do more when you feel good, right? And you have to listen to what your body is saying and reach out for help if you're going through any kind of like postpartum depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD. There are resources, there's help. Amy's here. <laughs> we can reach out to Amy. Um, she's amazing. So, so that's the takeaway today, parents. Um, I want to say again, thank you, Amy Looper, so much. Uh, I'm so happy that we connected and that you uh, came today for the podcast. I really appreciate you. And uh, I love you, parents. So, Amy, you know where I will, I'll put your information on um, so people know how to contact you. Um, and I want to just thank you again so much. Thank you, Excellent. Amy. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you, parents. Uh, this is the end of this podcast, and I hope to see you again soon. Take care. If this podcast inspired, blessed, or changed you in any way, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends on your Instagram page and tag me at Masterful Parenting and join my Masterful Parenting Facebook page or DM me for more parenting support. And I will meet you here real soon. Remember, be relational with your kids and you will see a change. Love to all you parents out there. Let's change the world one parent at a time.